0: you think welcome to the I work Ram zone I hope you're never the same all right today we have a very special guest at the last minute we had a, a program change and I was able to get connected to pastor Matt Keller from Next Level Church in Fort Myers and we've got Matt Keller with us today on the show we're going to be talking about his book that I just read yesterday called God of the Underdogs and so Matt I want to welcome you to the show how are you today
1: Thanks, Jim. I am doing fantastic, man. It is just an honor and privilege to be on with you today. So excited.
0: Hey, we got a special song I wanted to play for you as we uh, started t- introducing your book, God of the Underdogs. You may recognize this song.
1: I love it. Oh, criminals yeah. in this world the laws that they can and see.
0: All right, I, I was digging that up last night. Like, we got to have some underdog song. <laughs> on, and that was, you know, the unfortunate part about the underdog show was he had this magical pill that gave him all those properties. Uh, and that's not really what we're after today. But, yeah, just, right. yeah so that's probably not where we want to go. All right, Matt, thanks very much for being on the show. Let's talk about you. Let, is there anybody you want to say uh, hi out there to on the radio waves? You
1: know, I'm just excited to be on with you, Jim. I've got some friends up in Tampa Bay, up in Clearwater, and of course, I'm a humongous Tampa Bay Rays fan. So come on, Rays, this is our year.
0: You know, I'm a I'm a Minnesota Twins fan because I grew up in uh, Minnesota. I, no, but that's good because they're both small market teams, and they both are always the underdog. As you like to be the under, you, know, you like to fight for the underdogs. But the Rays have been consistent the last decade. They've been consistent when they have to fight the the Yankees and the Red Sox every year, yeah. in and out yeah you know, and that they show up is even amazing cuz what you know that's they're the underdogs by a couple hundred they, million dollars in payroll i mean it's an amazing yeah, right. thing right
1: they, they really are yeah i actually had a chance to talk to joe madden the manager of the tampa bay rays at spring training last year and i told him i was writing a book about the underdogs and i got to ask him a couple questions about being the underdog and uh, he had a really cool perspective he basically said at one point you know we don't we we know we're the underdog but we don't see ourselves our, that way we refuse to see ourselves as the underdog because we feel like we've got you know just as much talent as they do, and we've come to play. And uh, I loved it, man. It was great. It was great to talk to him.
0: You know, and, and growing up in Minnesota, Twins fans, the same thing. We were always the underdog. We always had the lowest payroll, and it was always so much fun. All right, we better stop talking about baseball. All right, this show is not about baseball. All right, Matt, please tell us how Christ first impacted your life.
1: Well, you know, I was raised uh, in a great home in Indiana, northeast Indiana, and had two amazing parents and, uh, who raised my brother and I just, you know, fantastic. And, and, you know, we were just a great family, a good Midwestern family and good kids. Um, and so I was always kind of the good kid. And when I was a teenager, just my life intersected with the message of Jesus Christ and that even though I was a good kid, you know, that wasn't going to be enough. Um, and that, that my goodness, so to speak, and my good works weren't going weren't gonna to get the job done. And so when I was 16 years old, I put my faith in Christ and felt a call to ministry that following summer at a youth camp. Uh, and so, you know, just really that sent my life on a trajectory that now 22-some years later, you know, has, has made all the difference, to say the least.
0: Well, now, and, but God wove the story of your marriage and your wife into that whole story as well on how he impacted your life. How, how did your wife uh, play a part in you coming to Christ?
1: Well, uh, it, her dad was a pastor in Indiana, and so uh, I attended an, an Easter musical at her church, and she was singing in the choir. And I went out to see her. Uh, <laughs> that's that's I choir. want the audience
0: to hear that you went to see her, but Christ got you. That's what uh, absolutely. That's-
1: I remember I was sitting in the second seat on the second row of the right side of the, the little church auditorium we were in, and and when her dad, the pastor, came out and said, you know, this story's not just a great you know play or musical; it actually happened, and you can say yes to Christ. I, I raised my hand, and then funny. Part of that, Jim. I came back uh, the next night and raised my hand again because I wanted to be sure. Like I'm like, no, for real. Like I really mean it. I, I really want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. So, uh, yeah. So Sarah and I have been uh, been walking this road together. Our, our, we're we're one of the rare exceptions now that is going to get to. Serve Jesus our
0: entire lives together. No, I, and what a privilege it is because my wife and I, as I shared with you earlier today, my wife and I both made a commitment to full time Christian ministry at 13. We were 13 yeah. years old. We were at the same youth conference. We didn't know each other yet, but we have been in ministry together, side by side, since we were 16 years old. And, yep. uh, you know, and I'm 47, so that's a long time. That's a long time. All right, so you are the pastor of a growing church in Fort Myers called Next Level Church. Uh, why? it how is that church any different than any other church you call it next level like you're taking it to the next level what, what makes it so special
1: well, you know, more than the church being next level, you know, our heart for the last twelve years since we moved to from Indiana to Southwest Florida to Fort Myers to start the church has been that you know we believe that when you come into relationship with Jesus Christ, He's the one who takes our life to the next level, and so uh, we've just always set out to to create a church that would would do that and would be able to speak to you know the young generation, so to speak, and so uh, what a cool ride and adventure it's it has been our church really has been the underdog story you know and and i weave that throughout the book god of the underdogs that i wrote um you know that, that we're just we moved when my wife and i moved i was 26 and she was 24 we had a 19 month old son and you know no clue what we were doing we had nine thousand dollars in the bank which we later found out is not a lot of money to start a church from scratch <laughs> Uh, But God was with us, and, you know, so, I mean, even to this day, when we talk about it with our staff and with our church, you know, we just really say that we're the church that should not have made it, you know, that it just—next-level church is the underdog story, and so to think that in 12 years God took, you know, four of us and a little baby— uh, in a coffee shop to now, you know, over 2,800 people who gather each weekend in attendance. We're building our second campus about, you know, 15 or 20 minutes away from our existing location that we have now in Fort Myers. And it's just, it's just been an incredible, incredible thing to see the, the, just the stories of life change that have emerged. For us, it's all about the stories of life change.
0: Well, and, and so start about that. You you felt called to go to Florida to open up, to, to, to plant this church. You were in Auburn, Indiana. How did that call, what was that call like? I mean, how did you know that God was calling you to give up everything that you've ever known, including a national speaker circuit? You were speaking on a national level and, and, and to give it all up and jump in a haul and drive 1,300 miles down to Fort Myers. I mean, what, what was well, that call like? I
1: mean, it was just, it, you know, honestly, it was just one of those where it's like, okay, Lord, you know. We, the, well, the original vision, gym was birthed uh, in, um, in high school. I was 17 and Sarah was 15, and uh, my parents brought us to Fort Myers on a spring break vacation. And when the plane landed, I, I just I turned to my then-girlfriend at the time and said, let's start a church here someday. And uh, it was a seed that God never let us get away from. And so nine years later then, in 2002, uh, we were able to load up the rider truck and, and move to Fort Myers. And what an incredible journey it's been.
0: And and really, and because it's 10 degrees warmer during the winter time down there, you made a good choice because starting in Tampa, you know, today would have only been, you know, 70, you probably had 75 or 80 degrees down there today.
1: Well, it's been a little chilly lately, but uh, oh. that's—I'll take it over Indiana any day of the week. Oh
0: yeah, no, no question at all. Okay, so you've been—you—you you mentioned in your book that you have tried to write multiple books, couldn't find a publisher, but you finally found a publisher with writing this book, God of the Underdogs. So you have 15 seconds just to intro it, and we'll hit hit real details after the break.
1: You know, God of the Underdogs really centers around this idea that every one of us, in some area of our life, feel like the underdog, and What we discover when we study the pages of the Bible is everyone God used in a great way was an underdog. And if God used them, he wants to use us.
0: Yeah, and and that's the best part about the Bible. The Bible's about real people. All right, in the first 15 minutes of the show, we just started to get to know our guest on the show, Matt Keller with Next Level Church out of Fort Myers, Florida. We're talking about his book, and we're just getting started now, talking about his book, God of the Underdogs. When the odds are against you, God is for you. Matt, welcome back.
1: Thank you. I, I'm just honored to be here, Jim.
0: You know, I, I, this was uh, such a last-minute deal, but I appreciate so much your flexibility. And what the greatest thing was that I had a copy of your book to read yesterday. And so I sat down and I started reading this book. And what a privilege, what a ministry it was to me as I looked at the life that I led and so many people that had tried to tell me things that maybe weren't true about me. But just I, I loved your analysis of those Bible characters because God specialized, as, as you as you focused on David and Abraham and Jacob and Gideon and, and Paul, you, you focused on, you, you God chose people that were obvious underdogs, people that really couldn't get the deal done, Joseph being another one. He just And yet he used just normal people who weren't the top of their class to really change the world. And Jesus being the ultimate underdog. I mean, giving up everything. You know, I I love your quote, and this is where I want to start the discussion today. I love your quote on page 90 of your book. The book, again, for my listeners out there, God of the Underdogs. The greatest danger connected to this underdog excuse is to let those who don't see our potential keep us from reaching it. Let me say again, because you've got to get it. We must not let those who don't see our potential keep us from reaching it. What led you to write this book?
1: Well, you know, the, the God of the Underdogs book really is, is not only a life theme for me, but, Jim, it really is birthed out of a heart to, 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 to a lens that I view Scripture through, that I started to read the Bible several years ago through this lens of the underdog, and what I began to realize was everyone that God used in a great way, as you just said, was an underdog, that, that they were someone who had an excuse of some kind— as to why they shouldn't be the one God would want to use to change the world. And so uh, so it really was birthed out of that. You know, it was birthed out of this idea that, you know, David was an underdog who was kind of born on the wrong side of the tracks, if you will, run to the family. You know, he didn't have the, the right family name, and yet God reached down and chose him. And, and you know, uh, the Apostle Paul had a past. to, you know, if anybody had a reason to not be used by God, it was the guy who killed Christians.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet,
1: God chose to use a guy like Paul. Jacob had been labeled, and you know his reputation was was too scarred. And yet, he wrestled with God, and because he was willing to wrestle, you know, God said, "Okay." That's a life that I can use. And so I just can't help but think that there are listeners out there right now who are listening to this, uh, maybe on their drive home from work today, and they've they've let some excuse in their life, Jim, stop them and hold them back and kind of keep them paralyzed and captive to what God would have for them. And I would just say to that listener listening right now, listen, nothing could be further from the truth. Man, when we look in the pages of Scripture, we discover that it is exactly, you are the, exactly the kind of person that God wants to use to make a difference in your world, to change your world, to impact your world in some way for Christ. So, so push off those excuses. It's time to push past those excuses. Live your destiny and change your world.
0: Man, okay, we should end the show right there. That was just a fantastic conclusion, but we got more time left, so we can't do that. <laughs> all right, so talk to me about those biblical characters, because I, I think I named them all, but I'm probably not. You, what made you choose those? You've got, I think you have Abraham in there, right? You have-
1: uh Abraham actually a little known fact Jim Abraham did not make the book but he was the tenth chapter that I ended up cutting
0: Oh, I'm sorry uh, at the last okay.
1: minute so so there is an Abraham chapter but you can't have it uh, so no you know um, I mean Abraham though is another one of those underdogs who my goodness you know here's a guy who it's according to the world standards you know made it to the top of his game. And had acquired a great deal of wealth and all of that, but he was at an age where, you know, he just felt like, okay, the promise isn't going to come true. And then all of a sudden, God miraculously gave him a son, you know, when he was, was nearly 100 years old. And God used to, I mean, talk about an underdog. There you go, a guy who doesn't have any kids. Who God said, you're going to, you know, it's your seed that's going to change the world. And yet that's exactly what he did. So uh, Abraham was an underdog. You know, um, John the Baptist. Uh, I can't help but think of perhaps some of your young listeners who are out there who, you know, maybe look at, at some dream or some vision that they feel like they've had in their life, or they're like, "Man, it's just crazy. It's just, it's just wacky. It's out there." And maybe you know, one of your listeners has a dream to do something for God, to leverage their life for God in some way, and and they look at it and they think, "I haven't even told my spouse, or I haven't even told my roommate, because I don't, I, you know, it's too crazy." And yet, you know, that's what John the Baptist was. He's a pre- here's a preacher's kid who went out in the middle of the wilderness and started a church. And it's like, what is going on? Like, he totally just kind of pushed away from the establishment and said, I'm not going to do it the way, you know, the previous generation did it. His dream was too radical, and many in, in the world wrote him off because of it. And yet, you know, he was a guy, here's a guy who heard from God. And, you know, really, God put his hand on John the Baptist and said, I'm going to use you to impact the world in a way that nobody up to this point ever has. And, uh, you know, I just know that, I just believe that there are dreams and visions and ideas that God is birthing in so many who are in our world today, and, and visions that can change the world, that can solve a lot of the ills and, and problems that our world is facing, and uh, ways of doing things and ministering to people, you know, in the name of Jesus that our world's never seen before. I just really believe that God's birthing some of those, and, and I, you know, we can't let
0: excuses hold us back. Well, and and I love the way you you, you looked at the life of David. You looked at the life of Joseph. You you looked at Esther. um, You, I mean, you looked at Jesus, John the Baptist, Paul. You went through those, and David. You looked at those lives, and, and it started opening my eyes to the fact that okay, God really specializes in using underdogs. Why do you think it is that God specializes in using underdogs?
1: Well, I think Jimmy actually tells us in Scripture, and that is that God gets more glory when he chooses the foolish things of the world. You know, the Apostle Paul talked about that, that, you know, God didn't choose the, the, you know, the most talented, the most famous, you know, the most gifted. God chose to use underdogs because he knows that when he does, the world will look on and go, holy cow, if he can use someone like that, then surely he can, you know, there must be a God if he can use a guy like that or or a woman like that. So, uh, I believe that's why God does that, because I think God gets a, a particularly, you know, larger amount of glory, so to speak, because he chooses to use underdogs.
0: Well, and and, I, and it's just so true, because people who aren't underdogs, people that are at the head of the class, they got too much pride in the way. Uh, you know, it's too hard. I mean, those people just don't. Yeah. And it is all about bringing God the glory, and it's so um, – what a privilege, it is to That's be able to it. be part of that plan all right so in in the book you interlace your whole story for you and sarah and, and your and your firstborn on how god chose you as an underdog to go start this church from scratch and you, you didn't get a lot of support from the people that you thought you'd get support from as you were coming down uh to florida and you really saw yourself as an underdog going through this process and, and how god miraculously has done things uh, through you do you still look at yourself as an underdog today
1: You know, I I do. And that's a question that I get often now, you know, doing media interviews and so forth, Jim, is, okay, now you have this big church and you have a national book and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, so are you still an underdog? Here's what I think. Yeah, I I still see myself as an underdog. I, I think it's once an underdog, always an underdog. Uh, because, uh, number one, I mean, there's always new visions, new mountains to climb, new goals to achieve, new, you know, you know, new things we're going after for the Lord. But also because I think every one of us in every, in, in some area of our life feels like an underdog. And so, yes, we may reach the mountaintop and, you know, kind of achieve our goals and see our dreams come true in, in one area. But then, you know, no sooner do we do that that it seems that you know some other area we go, "Wow, I'm I'm an underdog in that area." So, yeah, I, I think that the, the the areas of our life and our ministry now, you know, there's there's different ways that we feel like an underdog. But yeah, I don't think the I, don't, I think once an underdog, always an underdog.
0: Now, do you because you have that view of the underdogs? Do you find it easier to deal with those people who view themselves as underdogs? Because and, as I look at ministry. It is often the people that God brings into your life are those people that just have such a low view of themselves that they need Jesus in order to see that there's hope. Um, So those people that view themselves as underdogs and have been told all their lives that they're underdogs, that's where ministry really starts. So how how does that impact how you do ministry at Next Level Church?
1: Well, I think it it goes both ways. I mean, not only, you know, since we were the underdog, you know, do we have a, a heart for those you know, and that's why we've done so much work and we continue to do so much work with pastors and church planters. And now, you know, even in the business world, you know, with business leaders helping businesses who feel like they're underdogs, you know. And I think that was all birthed out of that. So, so I think there is, a, there is a, a, a unique, special compassion that comes when you have been an underdog to feel like you want to reach back and give back to help other underdogs. But I think it goes the other way as well, you know, that that they people people feel like they can relate to an underdog. That we love we America and and people in general, human beings let's say, I think, you know, love the underdog story more than the silver spoon story. And there's something about knowing that someone has walked through pain and has has walked an imperfect journey like we have that somehow makes them relatable. And so I think when it comes to Next Level Church and everything we do, uh, you know, here in Fort Myers, Southwest Florida, and and across the country as well, I think that that spirit of the underdog just continues to flow through everything that we do, no question.
0: Wow, that's just awesome. And what a great privilege it must be to attend a church that doesn't, you know... that you're not just looking at, hey, what have we accomplished? Hey, what's next? And uh, so, what, what is next for next level? You said you're starting a, another location in Fort Myers.
1: We are, yeah. we uh, We have purchased we purchased about a year and a half ago, seven and a half acres of land out east of the interstate, which is kind of a, a mental barrier for people, a dividing line in our city. And so, uh, we are are basically building a, um, um, a equal replica. It's about a ninety percent replica of the building we have now. And so that is scheduled to open March the 2nd, Sunday, March the 2nd. It's in Gateway Community out east of, toward the airport for anybody that knows Southwest Florida at all. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We're excited to be able to, to really have another expression right. of what God is doing
0: here. We, all right, in the first half of the show, we got started talking with Matt Keller with Next Level Church from Fort Myers, Florida, about his book, God of the Underdogs. When the odds are against you, God is for you. Matt, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Jim. I'm just happy to be here.
0: You know, and I don't always personalize the songs to somebody's book, but I just felt like I had to for you because I just love that. I love the theme of the underdog.
1: Well, yeah, you know, when somebody lobs it in as easy as the metaphor of an underdog, you
0: just have to hit it, you know. I had to. I didn't have to search very far to find two songs, and of course, the underdog song that we played from the Underdog cartoon show, and then of oh, course yeah. that one that I, I heard last night. I'm like, wow, this is perfect. All <laughs> right, I want I want to just read uh, from page 58. You say in your book, it's not just about doing better, trying harder, doing more, or serving more. It's about understanding who God says you are. And allowing that to change you from the inside out. You know, it, all throughout your book, it, it, I just was so amazed at how much you spend time encouraging people. Your book is really just a book of encouragement for those people who've been taught all their lives that they're the underdog. You know, and yet you're saying that God specializes in using those underdogs for his glory and his honor. Why did you focus the book like that?
1: Well, you know, I, I think when it comes to voices in the body of Christ, you know, it, it, so many of us, every every person has a different voice, and uh, I just have really felt for a long, long time that my voice, my gift that I can offer the body of Christ is encouragement, and so, I, which is a spiritual gift, for, according to Romans. And so, uh, you know, I really wrote it, Jim, with that in mind, so I appreciate you saying that, because that's what God of the Underdogs is all about. It is an opportunity to speak to... So many people out there who maybe have counted themselves out or maybe have let their excuses, you know, hold them back. And God of the Underdogs uh, is just a book that is all about saying, hey, you can do this. You know, no matter what your background looks like, no matter what your past may be, no matter what excuses have maybe or, or, you know, things have been spoken over you, in your past that we serve a God who is a God of the underdogs. He's not just the God of the universe, and he wants to use our life. And so so that's really, you know, the encouragement is really just the main thread of the book.
0: Yeah, I can see that encouragement just comes natural from you. Okay, so online, how do people find out about this book? Because locally, they're going to find out later. They can get it, of course, at my wife's bookstore, cares Christian Books and Gifts. But online, how do they get the book?
1: Yeah, you know it's real simple. If you go to theunderdogsbook.com, theunderdogsbook.com, you can find it. It's available at a lot of different retailers online. It's available in the iBook store on your iPad or, or in the Kindle store on Amazon, uh, on the eBooks. You know, certainly any of those formats. It's all available there, and uh, I think maybe just maybe my publisher Thomas Nelson still has the eBook uh, on sale for two ninety nine. So, man, I would highly recommend go to theunderdogsbook.com. And make sure that you download that or purchase that today because I want to make sure listeners get in on that deal.
0: All right. And you also have a website that, what is it, mattkeller.com? dot I mean, Matt yeah, Matt
1: MattKellerOnline.com. Matt Keller online.
0: Okay, that's what it was. It's the
1: hub where, yep, that'll take you to you know, all things underdog, as well as you know our advanced one-day stuff that we do with our business leaders and our coaching with pastors and churches and businesses. and uh, So MattKellerOnline.com really centers around offering life-giving um, encouragement to leaders. And so every Monday morning at 7 a.m., uh, we drip a new leadership article. And so 52 times a year, that's just our investment and our way of adding value uh, to leaders in the church world, in the church planting world, in the business world, in the nonprofit world. We just want to be an encouragement to leaders. And so if you go to mattkelleronline.com, um, and you can subscribe there and sign up and, um, and however you want to get that delivered to you for sure.
0: All right. And I also will post that on Facebook later tonight so people can uh, click on that link and connect up to you. All right. So you spend a lot, you're spending your whole life really focusing on this underdog theme and you're, but you're also working with leaders, business leaders, other church leaders. How does your view of the underdog fit into working with these church leaders and and business leaders?
1: Well, you know, I just continue to be amazed, Jim, uh, in talking to, you know, so many business leaders who are out there, you know, grinding it out every day, you know, Monday to Friday, so to speak, that, uh, who feel like the underdog, and um, I'm amazed that in the church world, you know, for years we've had so much resources just poured into us through John Maxwell, and, you know, kind of he was a, a forerunner of that, Bill Hybels, Rick Warren, so many others, you know, who just have poured into the church world, and, and yet what we began to discover a couple years ago was that that the business world, especially small business owners, just Don't have maybe they do have you know uh, access to it, but they don't. They're not. It's underutilized and it's under sort of promoted to them, and so that really from that impetus, we just basically said, man, we feel like there's something here that we could really add value to and speak life into. And so a couple of years ago, we started what we're calling Advance One Day, which is com is the website, and uh, your listeners are more than welcome to go there. There's free you know, videos from last year's event that we did here in, in Southwest Florida and, uh, that they can download, show to their team. It's all in HD. So uh, that's really the heart of Advance One Day is being able to mobilize Christian businesswomen and businessmen who are going out Monday to Friday just making a difference for Christ and, and how to, you know, to help them become the leader that God wants them to become.
0: So when when are you holding that this year, your Advance One Day seminar?
1: Great question. This year, Advance One Day, uh, which again, the website is com. Advance One Day is happening on Friday, October the 3rd. Friday, October the 3rd uh, at the Harborside Event Center, which is our big convention center in downtown Fort Myers. And uh, man, Tampa Bay is not too far away for for some companies, some businesses out there to to just load up your team. We try and keep it extremely affordable. Last year it was thirty dollars. I don't know exactly what the price point will be this year. But it is an entire day of leadership training for business leaders, for their teams, for from everybody from the part time, you know, receptionist to the, you know, the guy who's been doing this, the CEO who's been doing this for thirty years. Uh, we just want to try and add value to businesses and we believe that, you know, we can if we can focus on vision, team building and team culture uh, and marketing that we think we can help businesses take their business to the next level. And so that really is the heart of Advance One Day.
0: Okay. Now you're the pastor of a church, Next Level Church. You get a couple thousand people that come and and hear you preach on a given Sunday. You said in your book, I think, 38 out of 52 of the Sundays you're the one actually doing the preaching. How do you equip your parishioners, the people that are going to your church on a weekly basis? You've got thousands of people that go to work every day on monday how are you as a pastor making an impact on their lives discipling them to recognize their business place as a mission field
1: well i think it's just that i mean our heart at next level is man we are not the church in here we are the church out there the church starts when we leave the building so to speak and so you know we our heart is that we want every person who comes to next level church in southwest florida to know and understand that you know, that they are a missionary, that they are in full-time ministry, and when they go out to their workplace, that they're influencing somebody, they're impacting somebody. And so, you know, we just want to empower people to be the leader that God's called them to be, uh, to be the employee that God's called them to be, to be the stay-at-home mom that God's called them to be, that wherever they feel like God has them in this season of their life, we want to help them uh, be Jesus to that, to that place, to that influence, whether it's on a college campus, whether it's on a high school you know, classroom, Or, you know, whether it's in a small business, you know, a plumbing business that they've got or a pool cleaning service they've got, all the way up to, you know, the vice presidents of of clothing, you know, department stores and, and clothing designers here in Southwest Florida. Our heart is to just empower people to be Jesus to their workplace. That's our heart.
0: Okay. And I understand that. So tell me, give me some specifics, because maybe we have some pastors listening today or we got some people who go to churches who have pastors of some specific things that you're doing to equip them. Because one of the things that I have noticed being in business focused ministry is that churches, for the most part, run away from business, from teaching business leaders that they are missionaries in their business field because they just don't get business. So what are you doing as a church leader to equip these people specifically to go to their mission field called their cubicle?
1: Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, for us, some of it is just, you know, giving them permission, number one, Jim, to believe that they, that where they go is a mission field. That, again, you know, being the church is not about coming into the, to a building and separating ourselves out. Being the church is coming in and getting our battery recharged and then going back out. So so I think it starts, Jim, with giving permission to say, hey, you have permission to see your job differently. It's not just a way to pay your bills and make sure your car payment and your mortgage, like you said at the beginning of the show. You know, make sure that all that stuff's taken care of. It is a way for you to live the gospel every single day. So I think it starts with permission, and then honestly for us it's about equipping and giving them tools. Um, to be able to really take their leadership to the next level and and to, you know, so so we want to help people be better leaders. We believe that the future of our city, uh, the future of, you know, our nation, the future of our families, the future of our local churches is found in helping people, again, the majority of which go to work every day in a secular, quote-unquote, you know, workplace giving them the tools they need to, to be the best leader that they can be, to be the most healthy they can be, to, to lead a team that's healthy, and a, to lead a, a staff culture, a team culture, a department culture you know, in their workplace that, that you know, is not afraid of conflict, that's able to get in there and really just best idea win and grind it out and, and, and lead with integrity in the workplace. We just want to equip them and give them the tools to do that.
0: Mm, That's fantastic, and and what an inspiration it should be to those pastors and those people that go to churches all around Tampa Bay. You know, let your pastors know that's okay. They can start to reach out, even though they may not understand business. They can be equipped, and they need to give you permission to look at your business place as a mission field. All right, let's go back and let's talk about your book, God of the Underdogs. A couple of couple little spots I want to read. All right, whenever people are in trouble, this is on page 120 of your book. Whenever people are in trouble, God's answer is often to find a. to step in and change their plight. And, and, and then you go on in 121, you said, your heart is burdened for some need, some issue, some wrong needed to be right. But you've hesitated to step in and do something about it because you don't feel like the mighty warrior you think to take, think it'll take to get the job done. Gideon didn't feel like being the man, but God felt differently about him. And the same is true with you. You spend this whole book encouraging people to look at themselves, not like the underdog they've been told they are, but to look at the fact that God specializes in using underdogs. The, the book's incredible. Why'd you write it like that?
1: Well, you know, I, I mean, I, obviously you're reading from the Gideon chapter there where, you know, Gideon looked at himself and, and saw that he was mighty weak. And when God looked at Gideon, he saw that he was a mighty warrior. And I just can't help but think, you know, Jim, that even today, maybe somebody's driving home listening to us, you know, have this conversation together, and, and God has placed a burden inside of their heart for some group of people somewhere, you know, some, maybe it's single moms, maybe it's some some kids down in a needy neighborhood that need tutoring and need someone to come down and play basketball with them, you know, every Thursday afternoon or something. I don't, I don't know. I just can't help but think that somebody right now isn't sitting there, you know, in their car listening going... That's me. I, I've had a, a burden, an idea, a vision, and, and thought to myself, someone ought to do something about that. Well, I just think, just like Gideon, God's put his hand on you, and he's put, placed that burden in your heart to say, hey, you go do it. You're a mighty warrior. You go make it happen. And, you know, we just never know what God would want to do uh, with us and through us when we just consider and when we just yield to him and say, okay, God, I'm willing to do that. And when we submit to him and leave the results to him, We'll, he will blow
0: our minds. Well, and this is a show about Christians in business, both Christian business owners and Christian employees. And, and honestly, as a guy that's been running businesses for most of my life, either as second in command or running it myself or just being an employee, I, I guess one of you just feel like sometimes you just aren't equipped in order to make a difference. Yet in 2006, when I started getting, uh, you know, daily devotionals from Oz Hillman, it, it showed me that wow, I have a calling. My business place is a calling. My, my ministry is the people that report to me, the people that I work for, those are my ministry. And I felt like an underdog, but yet God used me in after I started changing my perspective to actually lead my boss, one of my bosses to Christ because I, I started looking at things differently. And it was, it was books like yours that encouraged me, that underdog, to look at myself and say, wow, God can use even me
1: absolutely well and i'm so encouraged by that because you're exactly right jim and you know to the business leader that's out there to the business owner to the you know to the person who's who's working in a business community, listen, that is your mission field. That is a place that God's called you, and it's more than a job. It's more than that. It's it's uh, more than just a way to pay your bills and supply for your family. It is a place where God has put you in this season of your life. And I would just encourage every person out there who's listening to that going, listen, you may look like and feel like an underdog in your workplace, but God's with you and God's for you. And God sees you just like He saw Gideon as a mighty warrior. And uh, man, I'm, I'm excited to hear the stories that come back of people who start to see themselves differently, uh, not just because of the God of the Underdogs book, but honestly because of what you're doing. Uh, you know, with uh, I work for him, I love this concept, Jim. I'm, I'm really, really thankful that you're doing this.
0: Well, it, it's a it's a cool opportunity, and I feel blessed that God chose me because He could have chosen a lot of guys more qualified. You know, we're, we're out of time to talk about the characters, but Esther, I love what you wrote in Esther. You said, "We are all uniquely designed for the destiny." God has in mind for us. That's a paraphrase of what you said, but you know, we can't go into it. But everybody out there needs to get a copy of this book because it's so encouraging. God of the underdogs, when the odds are against you, God is for you. Matt, it's an incredible I mean it ministered to my spirit as I read this book and I looked at times where I have been told I'm not worthy, I'm not qualified, I don't fit it was a book that was exactly what i needed to read and it was it was awesome so i appreciate you writing this book and letting god speak through you to other people
1: thank you well it's
0: been my honor oh it's cool all right let me just i'm not done with you yet matt so hang on for just a second christian business owners if you're out there and you own a business does it look different than your competition run by a non-christ follower If your life has been affected radically by Jesus Christ, then it should be radically affecting your business place. And if you're perplexed on how to incorporate your faith so that your business does look and feel different, then you need to check out Business His Way. It's a biblical mentoring process designed for you to learn how to follow our Lord in your workplace. Brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay and I Work For Him. For more information, contact me, jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. Next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Charles Box about his book, Prosperity on Earth. All right, make sure you tune in. That is bound to be a very lively conversation because Charles and I will go back and forth at each other the whole time. About my advertisers, I've got some fantastic advertisers. These are sponsors of my show. These are people I trust, people you can trust. Please do business with them. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iWorkForHim.com. And on the iWorkForHim website, you'll find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended resources, including God of the Underdog, recommended for you for incorporating christ into your workplace and i've got one advertising spot open between now and july for the i work for him show if you'd like to get your message out to thousands of people you too can advertise on i work for him just contact me jim at iworkforhim.com. matt i want to thank you for being on the show today matt keller pastor matt keller with next level church from fort myers florida it was a pleasure having you on the show today
1: Thank you. It's been my pleasure, too. God bless you, Jim.
0: You know, and I just want everybody out there, all the listeners, should get a copy of this fantastic book, God of the Underdogs. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the studio controls today and keeping me on time. I know it's not always easy, Michael. Yeah. All right, it leaves him speechless. I know. All right, if you found today's show inspiring and or challenging, could you let me know? Pop me an email. Yes, talk radio talk show hosts need some words of affirmation, so send me an email, jim at iWorkFraam.com, Jim at IWorkFram.com. And also don't forget, if you want to copy of the book, be the first one to email me after the show. All right. We've been talking with Matt Keller all day today about his fantastic book, God of the Underdogs. When the odds are against you, God is for you. I can't recommend a resource better for encouraging you to go bold in your workplace. God used people like Esther and Gideon and Joseph and uh, Paul and Jesus, all of these people, David, King David, all these people, underdogs to make an impact on their world. He needs to use you because he specializes in using the underdogs. All right, you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I am definitely an underdog, but God is using me. Will you let God use you today? From Tampa Bay and around the world, I work for Him.